Welcome to Material, a show about the Google and Android universe, hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. I'm one of your hosts, Yasmin Evian, and with me as always, my two co-hosts, Pocket Cast app developer, Russell Ivanovich, and Chicago Sun-Times technology columnist, Andy Anako. Hello, guys. I thought I'd let Russell go first because he's in Australia. <laughs> I always go first. I was trying to let you go first. I'm like, I don't want to steal the limelight from Andy yet again. Oh. Just, just someone say hi to me. You know, that's that's all I wanted. <laughs> Hello. No, no. I, I, I think Russell and I are now like locked in sort of a supremacy battle here, where this, it's like a, it's like the, those really bad like books on how to negotiate successfully. <laughs> Remember, the first person to speak shows weakness, so never speak first. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get more gas in my chair, just to get a little bit taller up here somewhere. So be like, no, I hold the power. You just got to get more shoulder pads. Mm. Bigger shoulder pads. Good advice. Big chair, big desk, big shoulder pads, big handshake too. Big handshake. Yeah. So Andy, you were living up to the posh uh, Spice Girls lifestyle. You were in New York City, and this is how posh uh, Andy is, that Gruber, <laughs> Gruber actually recognized you on the streets of New York City. You didn't recognize him. He recognized you, and then you guys took a picture together. <laughs> you feel, well, it's, it's, it's sound, no, what, what, what happened was, like a lot of like facial recognition is contextual, and like I uh, I I see him when we ch- his icon when we chat all the time and on Twitter all the time, and when like I'm in San Francisco and like we're both in town for WWDC, the brain is primed to pattern match a face that looks like John Gruber with the actual John Gruber when I'm simply like standing in front of Sardi's in Midtown New York <laughs> and somebody in a Yankees cap stops and looks at me and grins and says hello <laughs> I'm saying god that, that you know that, that guy looks a lot like John Gruber but of course it's he what would he be doing in New York City and what would be the chances of me simply sort of randomly bumping into each other and so it actually took a full like 1.8 seconds for me to say no no no, exception flag this can this this is not this can actually be a friend of yours that you have actually so yes uh so yes we we we, he was he was on uh, he was on his way somewhere i was on my way to catch a train i was in new york for the uh microsoft hardware event uh, but yeah, so, and as and and of course, I, I was I was in front of Sardi's like a doof because I had the uh, iPhone 6s Plus and I was uh, testing out the selfie camera by taking a selfie of me in, <laughs> underneath the Sardi sign. Maybe maybe that's how he spotted me. That there's it's it's I was I was not I was not exactly uh, uh, inconspicuous. I think it's the cowboy hat. Everyone recognizes you with the cowboy hat. It's your trademark. Well, you know, it could. It could. It's New York City. It's, it's very. It's very cosmopolitan. There could be a lot of cowboys in New York City. Some of them are naked, playing the playing the guitar and, <laughs> and posing for pictures for tips. I had my pants on, which is why I probably wasn't getting much business in front of Sardis. Uh, I'm sure everyone was, you know, happy about that. So uh, I would want to go through some feedback from our listeners. Uh, they are awesome and are email us every week which is great. And last show, we talked about Chromecast and how it would disconnect from your from your phone. So sometimes when you would want to pause something on the Chromecast, like from your phone, you would have to reconnect it. And it was like a pain in the butt. Uh, but one of our listeners wrote in and said that Chromecast has HDMI CEC support, which means you can use your TV remote to pause and play uh, the Chromecast content on your TV. And I tried it and it works. So that is pretty awesome. So you can cast a hey. show or music or whatever you're you're listening to, throw it on your TV, and just if you don't have your phone on you, you can use your remote control. So that's actually pretty neat. I didn't even know it did that. That that is pretty cool. 
I'm I'm very impressed. Yeah. I'm not sure that I know exactly where my TV remote is because <laughs> my Roku remote is the remote to everything. But I'm but that's good to know, and I'm sure that this way I can I can exploit that for my own ends. And I should definitely not tell you that I spent uh, half an hour yesterday trying to figure out how to get the one Sony TV to do all the stuff that all the other Sony TV remotes do. I, I feel pretty dumb these days when I go to a TV and I open the menu and I'm like oh, no, not audio, not that one, <laughs> not 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 that one. This should just work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you and I, Andy, both have the new Chromecast. Oh, just just rub it in. Go ahead. That's fine. Mm. Not available <laughs> here. Whatever. The the U.S. Uh, you know hosts have the Chromecast. Well, because because we're we we're the dog fooders for the entire rest of the world. It's 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 it, the technology first wave is fit for Americans, but not for Canadians, and certainly not for Australians. <laughs> so I got one of the fun colors, the lemonade uh, yellow color, and it was bright and fun. Of course, it's hidden behind my TV, so I don't see it, but it was still fun to open up. Uh, so I was comparing both of them side by side, and I did a periscope, or as the cool kids call it, the scope. I think that's what they're calling it, the scope. I did the scope, and I uh, just unboxed it, and then I had the two side by side, and I was comparing them. And so the new Chromecast is actually wider, like the circle is bigger. But it's not the, but it's not a, the depth. Like it's a lot smaller. So what's yeah? And then what's and the bendy the, cable like? Like how how this is going to sound like the dumbest question in the world. But how bendy is the bendy cable? It's bendy, bendy. Yeah, it's <laughs> Russell. Oh, Andy's, Andy's bending. Okay, Andy's cool. doing, yeah, the the bendy ding, cable ding. is like doing well, this. This is like one of those mind tricks. You're like, oh, <laughs> is it actually bendy yeah. or is he just moving his fingers up and down really fast? <laughs> no, it's it's super yeah, bendy. It's, it's a, like a you, you got about. Th- yeah, you got like three inches of really flat cable here, so it's not even like bendy like a Amazon Basics cable. Nice. So it's 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 really nice stuff, uh, and even the HDMI plug itself is not as big as many cable HDMI cable ends that I've ever used. So obviously they heard a lot. They listened to a lot of people that were saying, "But my USB port on the TV is right next to the exactly. only HDMI port, so I can plug it in but not power it, or power it but not plug it into video." You've, you've, I've made a, dip, I made a wish on a monkey's paw, <laughs> Google. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's definitely like a lot nicer device. So I'm holding the old Chromecast in my hand right now. Um, so yeah, the other one was pretty much more of a stick, and the other one had the you know the cable attached to it. So it's great. Uh, the cable is now gray, at least mine was, and where the old one was like more of a rich black, and it Ooh, has and the mag- magnetically you, clips on the, the magnetic. Back. So the magnetic thing. Um, at first, I thought, why did they do that? That's kind of silly. Like I, I guess for traveling purposes, but I don't really take my Chromecast to travel. But one of the things that I noticed is when I plugged it into my TV. I was able to attach the Chromecast to the magnetic back, and so then it was it was like more of a straight uh, stick versus having the Chromecast dongle um, underneath. Oh, I see. And does, I assume most TVs would be metal as well, so you could actually clip it onto the back of your TV if you wanted. Yeah, I I, I guess. I, guess. Um, I don't know if it's it would be long enough because it like it, it's it reaches uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. I think that the. Ma- yeah, I mean the, the magnet seems to be in the actual cable end and not in the oh, it's not oh, this oh, I see. device end. Uh, see, I'd assume they put the magnet in the round because part. You so got you this. Could... At least I assume because you got the you got this clicky magnety sort of thing looking like in here. Right now I'm trying. Oh, there yep. you go. See. Oh, yep. <laughs> a, a dental tool that's been picked up. That was the funny it, so. part when I was doing the unboxing. Uh, the like the metal part or sorry the magnet part would get stuck to other things that I had like on my desk, and I was like, oh, see, yeah, there's the magnetic. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I have this I have that same problem with the uh, uh, 
I don't know if it was the Surface uh, Pen, but I, it was it was a, a pen of some kind that magnetizes to the side of whatever device I was testing, and I lost it when I found. And I found out later on what had happened was I, when I was packing up, it had like basically been attracted to another metal object I was putting in the bag, and then like fell off oh, at some no. point. And, uh, okay. So I had to. So I had to. I had to send a nice. I had to send one of those notes that says, "Gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm returning everything except for the pen. And of course, if you want to invoice me for the pen, I'll definitely pay for that because I shouldn't have lost that. Hoping that they're not going to charge me for the pen because really that's just faulty design. That's just faulty design. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I wanted. I, I I was doing. I, I did one of those really stupid things on the train to New York. I wrote like a really what I thought was going to be a really really good column uh, about one of these Chromecasts. Um, but then, uh, I remember, then I, I, I checked, I double checked my notes and I would misremembered my own notes. So the, uh, I also have the, I, I also have the, uh, the Chromecast audio. Ooh, I'm excited and to see my, that. And I got, I, maybe I got a little bit like ahead of myself. Uh, but as I was, I, I was, uh, I was testing it out and while I was testing it out, determined that, um, and then just, and then proved with research that you can't actually do like point to point uh chromecast audio which disappointed the heck out of me because that would have been so brilliant to simply carry it someplace and just plug it in somewhere and not even necessarily have access to a wi-fi network but be able to make that point to point ad hoc connection i was thinking of using it like when i you know when i when i rent a car using that like as the wireless audio connection so that this uh, this car computer that I don't own and I don't know can't connect to my phone and look at my contacts and stuff like that. But you can't. You need an intermediary Wi-Fi network to do that. Can you do? Does anybody know if you can do that with uh, with the video Chromecast? Because it seems as though like that would be the most awesome thing in the world if, given that it's already so portable because they made this, they put this magnet in. If I could just again get into a hotel room, plug this in, and, and start an ad hoc network between. Uh, my phone or my laptop in this thing and only worry about forgetting that I'd plugged it in there and then leaving it behind. In which case, Google gets to sell me another Chromecast. <laughs> but if I have to like have an, Wi-Fi as an intermediary, that's like, uh, it's, it's, it's not something to complain about, but oh my God, how much more awesome yeah, that would be. I don't think it's the Wi-Fi necessarily. I think it needs an active um, internet connection. So without that, it can't actually get any of your content. I believe there is a way like in the protocol to actually stream data directly to it. But the entire API is written around you send the Chromecast the metadata yeah. and then it goes and grabs the actual content you know from the internet. Yeah, I'd I, I love that to happen, especially because this the the audio was the one that I was most really keen about. Um, like I said, I haven't I haven't actually hooked it up yet because I'm still like messing around with it. But yeah, my my iPod Hi-Fi in the kitchen is going to have the is going to have this. So I've got to ask: point. Have you put that on the uh, uh, the turnstile and figured out if this is a secret message in the grooves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but I have mistaken it for an Oreo later, <laughs> late at night. It's not very. That's it's why not it's very crunchy. It's, it's a lot more uh, crunchy than I would like. So yeah. did, it, did it come with That's, a cute packaging where like... it looked like headphones? <laughs> not quite. It was. This is the, this is the packaging it comes with. So you get like the shortest <laughs> uh, <laughs> stereo patch cable ever. It is about six inches long and it's yellow, so that maybe you're not going to lose it. Uh, so uh, the it also comes with a power cord that actually kind of dwarfs it uh, with the with the uh with the chromecast logo on it uh, more or less uh but it's kind of cool how like 
I remember a day when you wouldn't just assume that an, an industrial designer would think maybe we should make sure that the audio jack and the USB power jack all line up so that the cable, so it's basically a straight line through the device. I can easily think about a day when they would simply put them at yep. like 45 <laughs> degrees to each other. So there's some sort of weird like stress on both of them making it break uh, in like a year and a half. And then when it, and then when the cable, when the cable connector fails, you realize that, yeah, they put the connector at a bad, bad spot, and this would be working if not for some someone who had to design this and was before Memorial Day weekend, and he had a cabin reservation on Cape Cod, and he didn't want to have to stay after 2 p.m. on a Thursday, and that's why my my Chromecast isn't working. But huzzah, it doesn't work that <laughs> yeah, way. I know as someone that's owned um, almost every MacBook ever made, they went through a very long experiment to figure out what the optimum uh, cord shape for a charger was. And they failed for many years. You know, you get to the one-year mark and your cord would just be exploded. You're like, hmm, well, obviously like, that doesn't work. And then they went to the right angle and then they went to the slightly different angle. And I think now they finally nailed it. They found the, the one true cord that plugs into the laptop. Yeah, the reason why it never gets frayed is because it never stays connected to, to the MacBook. Genius. That's that's chapter eight and the reasons why this MacBook of mine that I bought like a year and a half ago, I like it because... It's the uh, because only Apple makes MacBooks, but this just keeps popping out like <laughs> like nothing, and not and not not even like oh my god I lifted it up and, and pinched the thing. No, I'm saying that like I I'm at the I'm at the library and I, I I need to make some room for a reference book in front of me, so I slide it forward and the thing pops off and I have to go chasing after it. I kind I kind of like to I who who wouldn't want an excuse to buy a new like two thousand dollar laptop every two years? I would I kind of like to have it drop on there. <laughs> just, it's just it's costing me more than two thousand dollars in incremental aggravation but is all i'm speaking saying. of laptops and not a lot to do with google but you went to the microsoft event can we get some quick thoughts on uh, what you thought on what they announced yeah i mean really really cool stuff i mean this is uh this could have been a bigger victory lap for microsoft because it was really all about they, they had a couple of new phones out uh, they showed off another great demo of hololens which basically is a <laughs> weirdest, weirdest and coolest demo in the world. All you do is you, you're, you're watching somebody with this big pair of glasses on walking around like a, a fake living room and reacting to things that only he can see and fighting monsters <laughs> that only he can see. And I had to th- I made the note that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be New York if you weren't like watching some person you don't know fighting monsters <laughs> that only he's aware of. Um, but uh, but and, and the two the two phones are pretty cool. Uh, it's glad to uh, I'm glad to see uh, Microsoft getting back into the keep continuing to be in the phone game. But obviously, it was mostly a Surface event, and this could have been a big victory lap or bigger than what they were really how big they made it. I mean, considering that this is happening not 30 days after Apple decided to make a tablet that looks a lot like <laughs> the past three years of Microsoft Surface, and Google decided to introduce a laptop, a tablet that looks a lot like Microsoft Surface, and now they're like three iterations beyond what these people have, co- have come up with pretty much, because all they did was they took a mobile operating system tablet and found a way to make it uh, attached to a keyboard in a more laptop-like fashion and add some stuff to the operating system to make it a little more, bit more useful. Whereas they've been saying all along, nope, this is a complete desktop PC. 
and it, it's a lot better in 2015 than it was in 2013, of course, because now the operating system is really more designed for a device like this. Uh, beautifully, the Surface Pro 4 is beautifully designed. It's like nothing designed better than that. Uh, you, Apple would be very ple uh, pleased to have designed something that's made this well, totally solid. They made it thinner, they made it lighter, the footprint is the same, the active area of the screen is larger because now they made like the bezel area like virtual. So that it, when it's in tablet mode, uh, when, when it's in tablet mode, it gives you a margin around the edges so you can pick it up. When it's not in tablet mode, when, it's, when you've got it stood up, then it uses, okay, great, we'll make the screen bigger and we'll, wow. it's, it's got more pixels oh, on nice. it as well. That is cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, ma maximum storage. Maximum storage is now up to a terabyte. Uh, the intro, the introductory model is still like 900 bucks and you get a, a productive amount of storage with it. Uh, just I was really, really happy with it. The other, But the other thing is that they improved the key, uh, the keyboard cover. Because uh, the old one was good. I mean, mechanical key switches, but they're obviously they're optimizing it to make it as flat as possible, and they made a lot of trade-offs. So it was something where, if I felt it's something where I would bring a Surface with me hypothetically, if I had to write a couple thousand words or three thousand words worth of columns during a trip, I would certainly not choose it if I were have if I had to finish a couple of book chapters. You know that that kind of difference. But man, those keys are as I, I was taking notes uh, during the event with uh, my uh, my uh, MacBook Pro, and it I really had to go back and check them side by side to convince myself that that tiny thin keyboard was not as every bit as good as the one on my MacBook, and even so, it was really really close. So just all, all kinds of really cool stuff. And the Surface uh, Surface Book is beautiful. It's really one of the most beautiful notebooks I've ever seen. Uh, it looks like it really looks like a sheet of soft clay that they just gently folded over, because the hinge isn't this like flat sort of uh, door hinge. It really is like a uh, if you can imagine like a stainless steel bracelet, like the way that the links sort of move. So it has like three uh, three links, the the width of this 13 inch notebook uh, that are made. It's all made out of metal, totally bulletproof solid, uh, and so when you close it. It's thicker in the back than in the front, and it's sort of like a like a, like a folded over a piece of paper or folded over newspaper. And it's when you're holding it, just that extra thickness and that curve just feels so good. And there, there's some people who've been sort of skeptical, not without reason, because it's uh, because it's rounded like that. That means that there's an actual air gap uh, at the hinge edge uh, that sort of wedges down to you know uh, to nothingness when you get to the leading edge. And so there are people who are worried about well, gee, what happens if something gets like gets in there inside my bag. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a problem because the lid closes mm -hmm. magnetically, uh, so it's not as though it's going to wiggle open and maybe something will get. Even so, I don't know how something would wiggle in there anyway. And the other thing, which is uh, another thing, is that uh, at least this way, the surface of the keyboard isn't in contact with the screen. Um, the my my MacBook screen it doesn't damage yeah. the screen but any like grease or whatever gets transferred onto the lid so that means that's why I have to sort of clean that's it been my bugbear for the last uh, five years of MacBooks you you open your MacBook and there's an imprint of the exact gaps between every single key on your keyboard <laughs> yeah and I know people who actually who, who you know have that like a chamois or something that they they they, they delicately drape like a like a grandmother's doily <laughs> on top of the keyboard before they close it each and every time. Which is which? Which is maybe it keeps it nice and tidy, but it, it's not. It's not a reason why the the, the that uh, the Surface Books hinge is better. But at least it's there are reasons why it might not be a, a bad thing for a lot of people. 
And then the, and, and the last thing is that, of course, it uh, the screen detaches. Uh, they did something kind of clever where they put uh, another battery and a GPU and all the ports on the keyboard section of it. So when you detach it, it essentially turns into a Surface Pro 4 and can run all the apps that a Surface Pro 4 can run. But because it doesn't have to carry uh, the ports and doesn't have to carry a whole bunch of other stuff, it's even lighter and it's even thinner. It's like minuscule. It really is like the lid of whatever laptop you're using, but that's the entire multi-touch thing. And it still works with a pen, still works with everything else. It's just that when you dock it to the keyboard, that's when you can go from maybe doing some photo from editing in Photoshop to actually running Photoshop as big as and as strong in any project you want. It's really just insanely thin when you undock it. Uh, And uh, really just like it's no thicker than just the screen section of your notebook, only it's not just just a screen with a backlight. It really is a full multi-touch computer that has a pen with 24 levels of pressure and all that cool stuff. So really, really excited about it. I mean, I can't um, I, as I, I, I actually used this as a pull quote in my column today that as I was, as I was playing with it for a half hour, I was thinking I'm way, way too invested in the Macintosh ecosystem to switch to windows. And I was thinking about that the same way that, you know, you're in the park and you see some really, really athletic person like jogging in, in, in hot weather and they will go by and you think, I love my wife or husband very, very much. And I would never cheat on them. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> So it's basically a, I, I'm committed to Mac, but aware that yeah, I, I, I can't switch. I, I really can't switch. But oh boy, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm reminded of the fact that I'm committed to this relationship. <laughs> I'm really aware that I'm committed to a relationship. I'm going to say the Windows 10 is the uh, the first version of Windows that uh, I, I could use if I was forced to. So if I was at a workplace and they're like, "You must use the Windows," <laughs> uh, I probably wouldn't jump out the uh, the window. Sorry, I didn't even mean to make that joke. Uh, but I have to say, I, I know some of our listeners are sitting there and they're going, um, "This this is a Google show, and uh, this is not Google." But it's it's interesting to see that you've got Microsoft, Apple, and Google. Google you know, the, the big three companies, maybe Amazon in there as well, and they all tend to influence each other. So I think it's important to to know what's going on on the other side because inevitably, you know, like Andy said, like. Google Google made pretty much something that looked like a Surface that came out three years ago. Apple's, you know, done the same. They've all done their own little spin on it. But these companies definitely influence each other. And that's why I find it fascinating to to always keep up, you know, with what's going on the other side. So if Microsoft has an event, I always, you know, I turn it on, I watch the video. I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. If Apple has an event, you know, I'm into that. If Google has an event, if Amazon does, I think if you keep across those four companies, then you tend to, you know, have a feeling of what's what's coming up next. Yeah, did you hear that Amazon is no longer going to be selling uh, Chromecast devices or Apple TV on their uh, on their site? <laughs> which ah, <laughs> uh, the ongoing battle. Which is yeah. okay. So there was this like this discussion where people are like, "Well, I kind of get it. You know, they're entering the streaming game, and like, would Apple ever sell anything that didn't work with iTunes?" And I think to myself, "Yeah, but Amazon is like an e-commerce shop." They this they sell things and the whole streaming thing came later and so it's interesting to see them kind of making that mark of saying we want you to be on all of our fire uh, devices you know even though we're we're an e-commerce shop that sells all these things um, so it's it's interesting <laughs> to see them do it I'm curious to kind of see what's the future for Amazon and if they're just going to bur- keep on burning bridges <laughs> and. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about their official reason as well. So their official reason was we don't want to confuse our users. You know, when they come to look for streaming services, 
we don't want them to be confused because they're looking for obviously Amazon Prime Video. Like, what else would they be looking for? And if they come across this other stuff, then that's that's clearly going to cause them confusion, and suddenly, like, they won't know what to do. So we we've done them a favor. Yes, yeah, I, I could respect them a little bit more if they really just like 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 Volkswagen. They didn't pussyfoot <laughs> around. They said we are just going to flat out cheat on all of these emissions tests, and if we get caught, we will have no fallback position except for yeah, we just wanted all of our cars to pass emissions, so we thought we would get away with it. You may as well just go for it, Amazon. If they said yeah, we're bothered that you know we don't want to help sell people that are that services that don't actually help out our video <laughs> business, and so well, you're welcome. To, you can. Bo- <laughs> Oh, boo-hoo-hoo, you have to go to one of Apple's 8 million mall stores or order from their online site. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Just, again, it's, it's Halloween. Be evil. Yes, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they should have just come out and said, look, we give you free shipping. I know you pay for it every year, but it's free, and we're not shipping our competitors' products for free. So, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Talking about companies uh, being evil, uh, Google changed their alphabet it changed their tagline from don't be evil to do the right thing. And so some people were saying, I'm glad Google finally admits it. It's okay to do evil sometimes. I thought that was a nice like fine tuning of language because <laughs> I, otherwise you have people coming into HR like anonymously, <laughs> like confessional style saying, okay, I just thought that if I if if I just happen to be walking by the server farm and I happen to see some data that indicates that my friend won't be home at a certain time and then that would be a good time for me to go into their house and get back the <laughs> Xbox they borrowed and didn't return me is that evil and they say well it's I mean, it, it's creepy. It's not evil. Okay, all I needed to know. Thank you. Well, no, no, come back here. No, no, no. It's, it's not evil. We, you can't take that back. It's not evil. So just don't, again, don't. There's 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 some somewhere between being nice to each other and doing things that you feel as though you could defend to a higher power or your mom, usually the same person, and just saying, I know. I at no point have I ever launched a series of satellites to control the weather and plunge us all into darkness under my iron thumb. <laughs> yep. A happy medium is all we're looking for. I got to say, do the right thing sounds uh, far less sinister than don't be evil because it, it always that was always a weird tagline to me. It's like you're sitting in a meeting and you're going, "Well, we could uh, blow up as the USA if we wanted to," and they're like, "No, no, 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 no." The, the tagline <laughs> says, uh, "Don't be evil." Oh, that, sir. We cannot do that. <laughs> I don't know. It was always weird to me. I, th- I think do the right thing is, uh, yeah, it's just a nicer tagline, and I know. That potentially means that, you know, Google's admitting that occasionally, you know, they do stuff that's a bit weird and, you know, may sound a bit creepy or whatever. But I don't know. Do the right thing. It works for me. So they're encouraging people to pick up steel trash cans and throw them (laughs) into the windows of pizza establishments and start riots in cities. Sounds kind of not, again, still not evil, but not something that you'd like to encourage people to do. (laughs) Speaking of evil, there was um, an interesting article that came out on... One of the motoring websites, we'll have to uh, link to it in our show notes, but basically saying that, you know, they talked to some people at Porsche or Porsche as some people pronounce it, and they were saying that, hey, you know, we're going to implement um, CarPlay, Apple's, uh, you know, phone to, to car system in our in our cars, but we're not going to do Android Auto. And the reason we're not going to do it is because, you know, Google asked us for <laughs> all this evil stuff. You know, there was they wanted the oil pressure and they wanted the this and they wanted the that and they wanted the this and they were going to send that all back to, you know, Google server farms and uh, mine your, you know, basically your ODB data for, for all this stuff that was going to Google. And then 
it was interesting. There was all these clarifications, you know, issued later on, and Google said, "Hey, like we're not actually doing any of that stuff." You know, we we connect to your handbrake to figure out, you know, if you're stopped or not stopped because that's regulation. You know, we have to show you some stuff. We connect to your your car's GPS because that's more accurate, you know, typically than the one on your phone. And we make those sort of connections. You know, we don't check your oil pressure. We don't check all that other stuff. And I I thought that was an interesting case where the media just ran with the, you know, Google wants all your information at all costs kind of headline without actually, you know, fact-checking some of this <laughs> Apple stuff. Apple fanboys. <laughs> Sorry. <Did I>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it makes for a great headline, though. It's not, no, it's not no, just no. The, the fans of the world. Don't defend them, Russell. Yeah. I mean, everybody, well, everybody. Every, everybody has every company has their like the everybody has their uh their donald trump <laughs> hair uh sort of issue and on apple it's always that oh there's, there's, there's all iphones are insecure because there's some chinese hacker site that has released an app that's masquerading as another app that if you download it and then follow the instructions the app gives you to go into settings file and then approve another site certificate and then install that site certificate and then say okay and then go back and enable this other app it can pwn your phone <laughs> and only they, they leave out everything after apple has apple has compromised all of their iphones so i mean it's 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 a, it's a common thing isn't it i mean because there's so it's it's so i think that the engineering behind products like google's a lot of work has to go into it but a lot of work has to go into the social message that they're saying because all the really all the stuff i love about google products is because i allow uh, google to have access to a lot of my information google now is fantastic because it uh, every time I get a hotel reservation, every time I, I book a train or something, it goes into my Gmail. I forward it to my Gmail, uh, and if if all that stuff wasn't tied together with my calendar and my contacts and 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 my even my browsing history, you know, my my phone wouldn't be halfway as fun. On the other hand, you have to allow Google to see to look into your life a bit. And uh, the explanation that Google was offering was that there are things that if the user allows the car and the phone to talk together more intimately, then there are ways that we can make Google uh, Google Auto uh, Android Auto work even better. Uh, among them, things like I, we we want to know when the car is in, in at rest and in motion because if it's at rest, we'll let the user do some things we would never ever let them do when the, they're actually driving. So messaging must be just a nightmare for people at Google and other companies like that. See, I actually want uh, Android Auto to be sending all that information to Google so they can like just schedule an appointment for my car to get looked at. Like I don't even want to have to think about it. Just figure it all out for me, Google. It saves me a search. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, you do not oh, want no. that. My Volkswagen does that. It's like time for a service. I'm like, you don't tell me when it's time for a service. I tell you when it's time for a service. Didn't someone at Google uh, in, in, in Maps talk about something like that hypothetically, saying that well, there are things we could do, like if Google Street View like sees an older car on the road, we can we not, we can we we've got the image of the license plate, and we can send a notification saying, oh, by the way, there are like three safety recalls on your car. You might want to take it in. They're still active. Here are three different garages you can go to, and that's one of those things where if you never ever leave the Google campus and you want to do good in this world, you can think, my God, I might have saved that person's life because that that's a defect in the airbag software. And if a passenger under under 120 pounds was in an accident, I might have just saved a life today. Meaning, meanwhile, <laughs> the user is like looking at this email saying, holy crap, <laughs> how did they know I own this car? How did they know how to find me? And they, are, is, are, is someone gonna be there like taking my picture at the, at the, at the, at the garage? <laughs> 
That's when they buy a cabin. There, in the there is always that line. Although I have to say, I had I had a lot of places. We had a long weekend here in Australia, so uh, Monday was. Uh, you guys call them public holidays as yep. well, yeah? Public holidays. Federal holidays. Public holidays. Monday. Yeah, we get Mondays yep. off. Fe- yeah. Federal holidays. We we had one of those. Although I guess technically it was a state holiday, and. I'm on my last week of using the iPhone, you know, as my full-time phone as I finish up on some development stuff. And I, it was so painful to have to go and click the email, go to the calendar invite, press thing, press directions. I'm so used to on my Android phone, just swipe sideways. Oh, okay, yeah, that's my next appointment. have to be there in 32 minutes. Boom, get directions. So I had to go to about five different places and I had no idea where any of them were. And I had to sit down between every single stop and actually press, you know, five things. And I know that sounds like such a first world problem. Oh, you had to tap five things, you poor thing. But <laughs> I'm just so used to Google doing all that for me that it was a very weird experience on, on iOS. Yeah, just like, just like you, you we're, we're raising a generation of people who don't know what their own parents' phone number is, like two years after they move out of the house. Be quiet. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I literally I literally only know two phone numbers now I know mine and my wife's and that's it If you had to make me tell you anybody else's phone number I would not know what it was It's so bad I sometimes like will mistake in my husband's number with my mom's number Because we'll be at the store and they're like Do you have your rewards number? And I'm like no can you look it up by phone number? And I'm like oh this one's on my husband's account And then I start citing a number and my husband's like That's not my number And I'm like oh that's my mom's <laughs> phone number, number is it? Ooh, oh, Ronald's no. No, I'm just kidding no, I have that experience whenever I set up a new phone. If I haven't signed into the Google account where we keep all our contacts, I have no idea who the people messaging me are. I'm like, I don't know who that is, who's calling. I don't know who's calling. I, I don't know anyone's numbers anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's worse. I mean, I was, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm home for exactly 36 hours because tomorrow I'm going on a very, very important multi-day business trip back to New York City. Uh, yes, it's New York Comic Con, but technically a business trip because I'll be meeting with people who have nothing to do with my business. But I'll be. T- they'll, I'll, 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 but I'll, they'll, they'll, if Andy's accountant is listening, I'm, right I'm now, saying I'm that, I'm saying that at some that point, uh... some of my one of my friends is going to ask me to fix their phone or ask them what what my my opinions on the iPad Pro. At which point, it becomes a business trip. That's all. Uh, and and I, I really need to, uh, to one of the, one of the goals for today is to f- move my SIM card from uh, my personal iPhone into the iPhone 6s Plus, and so that I can use it as my only phone for this these three or four days I'm going to be in New York. But the reason why I didn't do it for the trip for the Microsoft thing was that again that that is like I've got uh, two meetings with a couple of people. I've got to cover this event. I've got like appointments during the event. And if anything gets screwed up, including like people who need to get in touch with me to say there's a room change or there's a time change, that's a really bad day. And it just ref- and not not only that, but uh, I took an Uber uh, to the train station. So we're we're literally looking at a situation where. Uh, if let's say that uh, Uber app authorization, which is saved as def- saved in my my personal phone, has not been set up on this new phone, literally it's 10 p.m. and I can't get home. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's like th- th- this is why like battery life is like this is why I get so worried about battery life because if you, the battery in your phone dies, that's a big big problem. It's, it's all gone from there. <laughs> oh yeah. <They're- laughs> When I was at Google I.O., uh, my phone, like, dies, and I go, oh, it's okay. I got a battery pack from, like, the Intel event that I just was leaving, so I plug it in, and it's not charging. And I was like, who the heck hands out a battery pack that's not charged? Like, that serves me no purpose. (laughs) Thankfully, I had a backup battery that I was able to plug in and call an Uber to get back um, to where I needed to be. But, yeah, once your phone dies, it's you're gone. It's it's done. Like, just... 
Spe- speaking of phones dying, <laughs> Android M is out with Doze, Ooh. and I think we could do something really professional here, and we could have this as a teaser, and we just inject an ad right here. Is that that's my Doze? You're, PR? you're, you're no? wearing like the wrong style of pants now. Ooh, flared trousers. You're a loser. Oh, did you mean we could? Oh, I mean you meant like as, as to like okay, so get people to come back after the. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, you've got to give people a reason to come back. I've learned that from TV. If you don't tell them, if you don't, and we got to recap on the other side what just happened as well, because people are so dumb that in that thirty seconds they've completely forgotten. <laughs> don't be evil, Russell. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'll just do the right thing. And the right thing here, Yasmin, would be to break for a an ad because this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Um, start building your website today. Squarespace.com is the URL you need, or URL, as you guys call them in America. Um, <laughs> enter the offer code material and you'll get 10% off at checkout. Squarespace, build it beautiful. So, you know, we've talked about this before and I can't, you know, hammer it home enough that you have to have a place online these days. You know, you need a you need a blog, you need a website, you need a company page, you need a, you even need a page for your cats. Like I have a friend who has two fancy cats, and they have their own Instagram and their own website, and they I think they have more followers than he does. But anyway, Squarespace.com is where you can build that stuff. They take away all the te- uh, the pain points. Um, they've got templates that you can use. They do the hosting. They do the scaling. They worry about all the security and all the updates and. You just end up with a professionally designed website. So you don't need any coding skills. Um, you don't need to know HTML, CSS. You can just make your website look exactly how you want. As I said, they're, they're trusted by millions of people. So they, they handle all the security and the stability. Um, they've got the, the templates that they've you know paid designers to, to make nice for you. And they're all responsive as well. So if you you know load it on a tablet or a phone, or even if you like to do the thing I do where you stretch the browser window, open, closed, open, closed, you can just watch... You know, the website respond to that. If you get stuck, they have um, 24-7 live support. They do um, chat and email. They've got teams in New York, Dublin, Portland. You know, they're there to help you. They've got a commerce platform. So if you decide you really want to, you know, sell stuff on your website, you can do that as well. They've got all sorts of other things. There's a development platform, which is um, in beta at the moment that you can you can play with. And most importantly, if you sign up for a year, you'll also get a free domain name. So you can choose exactly what your site you know, wants to be called. So my cats are more famous than me.com, for example. It's probably taken because I've just said it, but you can think of your own. And plans start from just $8 a month. So you can start your trial today, no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com, as I said. When you sign up, make sure you use the offer code material and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. And you'll also get to show your support for this amazing show. So we really want to thank Squarespace for sponsoring our show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, build it beautiful. So, uh, Russell, um, I was able to play with your devices over the weekend. Um, you had the Moto X Pure and the Moto 360 uh, shipped to me so that they could land safely in your hands eventually. Um, but, you know, it was a weekend, so I couldn't ship them. So I got to play with it. And first impressions, I know we already talked about Motorola, but the the things that, like, when I first just opened the box and I got the Moto 360 out, I realized how much lighter it was than my Aces Zen watch. And I, and I thought, are all these, uh, like, are the other Android Wear watches really that much, uh, like, lighter? Because it's it was, like, night and day how much lighter it was. And I realized, yeah, my hand, you know, I'm getting more muscles by wearing the Aces Zen watch. Um, but you, I was 
very uh, thankful because you ordered the 46 millimeter, which is still a ginormous watch, which made me not want to drop, you know, $300 on a new uh, <laughs> Android Wear watch because it was just so big. And one thing that I realized is that I really like AMOLED display. Like I was comparing the LCD on the Moto 360 and the AMOLED display on the Asus Zen watch. And the colors are just so much more vibrant on my Asus Zen watch. Sure, the design of the Moto 360 is a lot nicer. You know, there, you don't have this giant bezel um, in between, and it's a round, uh, circular display. But the colors, I couldn't get over the colors. <laughs> I have to say, the <laughs> fact that I ordered the 46 millimeter was not an accident. I actually wanted the 42, but I knew that if I had to get shipped through Yasmin, that I'd never see the the 42 yeah. millimeter again. So I'm like, ah, oh, darn it! Like I have to I have to order the bigger watch. You, you do what you have to do. <laughs> So, so my wallet thanks you. <laughs> well, I have to say I was a little bit concerned. So we've got a time zone difference, obviously. I live in Australia. You live somewhere in the non-koala land. And then I wake up in the morning, I check my Twitter stream, and there's pictures of the, the two things that were meant to be going to me. They're all unboxed and they're out. And Yasmin's changing backgrounds and she's putting cases on things. She's even taking the straps off. I mean, there's a line, Yasmin. There's, there's a line. And when I saw the straps I... were being removed, I'm like, whoa. Settle He's down. saying What's you got your here? girl cooties on it. Now he doesn't even <laughs> want it anymore. Well, that was the whole plan. I was hoping he would just send me a message and say, just keep it, Yasmin. Just keep it. I'll buy an order a new one. Please don't open it. Uh, I Yes, I played with the devices. You know, I tested how water resistant the Moto X was. And you live streamed that I'm event, just I do believe. I left, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't throw it in the pool. Uh, I was just hoping he'd like, give you a heart attack when you woke up it and does, saw that. It does said, skim, <laughs> though, as you proved. You, you got five skims before to dip to the bottom on Erst. Yeah. Yeah. I just tossed it and see how I would survive. Um, it takes awesome selfies. <laughs> That's probably what was more, more impress- most impressive about the Moto X was the selfie cam. And... Yeah, the camera upgrade is nice. Um, I did notice that the pictures had more red in them, but um, I'm sure you could edit that out, you know, like when you're in a software editing on your phone, uh, photo editing. But it's it's a nice device. It's definitely bigger. And... The LCD screen, oh, I just really wish they would have gone with AMOLED. It's still like a beautiful uh, screen, but when you put those side by side, um, I had the pictures, you know, when it had the Moto display, and the on the AMOLED display, like, it just looks black. Like, the whole screen is just black, and the only things that light up is the actual notifications or the time. But with the LCD display, like, you could see almost this, like, little bit of glow. And sure, maybe you wouldn't even notice it if that was the only phone you had on you. But when you put those side by side, you can really tell the difference. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's still a beautiful phone. Um, but I guess my overall like impressions with it were it's an awesome phone. It's a great upgrade, but it doesn't feel like a brand new device with the brand new features. Unlike the 6P, which comes, you know, with the fingerprint. So, um Moto X Pure, it's still a great phone, but just not for me. Just not for <laughs> and, me. And at today. least Russell gets gets it same time. Like that, that is a good conclusion. Yes, I mean that's the one we were looking for. The funny thing about LC versus uh, LCD versus AMOLED is because a lot of people fall into two camps. So you get the the designers and the photographers that are like, you know, it must be color perfect. The reproduction must be accurate. And AMOLED doesn't do that you know it blows out reds and, yeah, and other colors exactly. like that but then you get the average person and you show them the two and they're like wow you know that that amoled one looks way better because vibrant colors do tend to 
to draw you in. So it's it's really a matter of you know which which of those two camps you know you fall into. I've seen some really really nice LCD panels, and I've also seen some really really nice AMOLED panels, and you know they both have you know, advantages and disadvantages. But speaking of listen nerds and the six P, I, I believe you took some advice on the Project Fire, and you might have ordered something. Yeah, so I want to thank our listeners for providing uh, feedback for Project Fi. Uh, I had a lot of people weigh in on Twitter and email us. Some people even sent me articles. Someone even uh, gave me their phone number for me to call them to discuss discuss Project Fi, <laughs> uh, because that's how caring our listeners are. They just they they care about us and they want us to do the right thing. Um, so yes, there was a lot of plus and minuses. Some people said, you know, I had no issues when it was uh, so. Like I mentioned before, the way Project Phi works is that it works, it's an MVNO, um, so it uses Sprint and T-Mobile and Wi-Fi as the, as the network, and it automatically switches uh, between all those depending on what has the, the best uh, network connection. And a lot of people said they didn't really see an issue. If you have T-Mobile, you know, you're probably going to get the same. I did have uh, one listener say that they were carrying a T-Mobile phone. And then also a Project Five phone and the T-Mobile would uh, get better reception at times. And so it was kind of a mixed review. Some people just, some people were saying it's great. Other people saying, no, don't do it. So I just took the plunge and did it um, and did it myself. And I signed up for Project Fi um, and me and my husband are both going to do it. And he's going to save a ton of money because he only uses like less than a gig a month. And I use more than that, but I'll probably, but now that I'll be, on because the project Fi has like a a built-in vpn so it protects you when you're on public wi-fi so i'll probably be using that a lot more so then it won't be an issue and i will probably be saving uh, money because i won't be using as much data so i went for it and i got the 6p and last time i said i got the silver i actually changed my mind and went with the white 6p or the frost because i saw some videos and pictures and the white just looks nice so <laughs> that, I'm just not that sure that I take. can be responsible for keeping a, a phone that I carry every day clean. That's all. <laughs> yeah, white is a hard color. It does tend to go uh, gray very, very quickly if it's the, the wrong coating. Yeah, but, but you, it, look, it does look, it looks, out of all the three, I think I agree. It does, does look the best. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to put a cover on it anyways just because I, I need to put something like a bumper or something in case it falls and I don't want it to shatter. So... And I actually really like the clear uh, bumper that came on the Moto X Pure, the 2015. I put it on um, over the weekend while I was using it, and it actually it doesn't lo- look at it like it interferes with the product as much. It just it's clear, so you can still see all the different colors of, of the phone. So I'm probably going to go with the clear uh, case for the 6P. Nice. It's it's uh, I I kind of like that. It, it almost makes it look like the phone's been like glazed like a donut. Yeah. <laughs> you put a clear case on it. But the other cool thing is that the other cool thing is that you can actually like sort of like paint and bedazzle like the inside of it. I have a, my my favorite decoration for my iPad ever was when I found someone who makes like perfect clear shells for for the iPad. And then I remember going into this paper store in uh, in Japantown in San Francisco and finding this really beautiful like Japanese paper. And I just after two tries, I got it fitted perfectly inside there. And people, oh, where'd you get that case? Where'd you get that case? And I have to say, well, it's a, it's really hard to find. It's because it look because from the other side, it looks like it's hand painted. 
Uh, and I've tried to do that a couple other times with like clear cases, but I've never gotten it to work as well as that. So that's something you should definitely try. I still I still don't know what about I, I uh, I've, I'm I'm waiting to get my loaner uh, uh, phone hardware from 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 Google. I still don't know if I if I'm ready to switch uh, back to Android. But those are really good handsets, and I'm actually thinking that I would go for the smaller phone rather than the larger one. Uh, I, I I just I just love the way that the five the, my old five feels. I still kind of miss it. It really will come down to I I, I think part of it will be when I uh, finally download uh, Android M for my Nexus Five and I see what that does to the battery life because I might if if it doesn't do as good a job as I was hoping I might wind up buying a larger Android phone just to get the larger capacity battery. Yeah, I've I've got to say I installed um Android M, I think whenever it came out about a day or two ago and it it's very early days. You can't really tell from 2 days of running something whether um you know how things are going to go in the long run, especially when you have to reset up a phone as well and you're downloading all your apps yeah. and you don't know like oh what's this going to be like after a week or two. But uh, so far the promise of battery savings definitely seems to be true. Like seeing yeah. much improved battery life on on the phones I've installed it on. So Fingers crossed that that's rolling out to all the Nexus devices over the next um, week or so. Hopefully, Motorola devices, unless you're on a carrier, apparently, you know, soon. And then I think probably LG tends to be the next one, and then there'll be probably Sony and and the Samsungs of the world will join in sort of three months later. So, eventually, when that makes its way to you, I think that the promise might be real. Battery life for all. Yeah, and Motorola, since you mentioned it. Uh talked about what their update planned is for android marshmallow uh <laughs> and so the list is you've it's a pretty good list if you got a 2015 moto x as you have a right to expect you are going to get marshmallow if you bought like a moto x pure edition two weeks ago and they said sorry enjoy <laughs> that would be that, terrible i, I think Thanks i think you uh, I, I think you, 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 you'd have a right to be in a sort of a stabby mood mood uh the 2014 moto x pure editions yes uh, Moto X 2014 Latin America, Europe, and Asia 2014 Moto G and Moto G with LTE, uh, good because those are less expensive, uh, less expensive devices. Um, the Droid Turbo, Moto Max, and Moto Turbo and Nexus Six ends with the ominous phrase: "This list is complete based on Motorola's current plans." <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I I feel like I feel like the radio announcer when I was a kid, like reading off list of like snow closing schools, <laughs> <laughs> Milford, Medfield, Medfield, Medford. <laughs> ah, damn it! Why is my school open? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the, uh, the so the car- so if you basically got the 2014 Moto X through a carrier last year. Yeah, and and enjoy oh, what you got. That's so frustrating uh, because that's yeah because that's uh, a year old phone should not be dead ended. Which is not which is not to say that it's not still a great phone because uh, remember that a lot of Google services and a lot of even OS style stuff is released through Google Play services apps. Uh, so you should be able to get a lot of cool features just by downloading updated versions of the search app and all that other sort of stuff. But it really does go down hard when you realize that I bought this a year ago and it will not get the new versions of the, this is, this is why Cyanogen mod is going to be picking up so many people year after year after year, because, you know, carriers and manufacturers drop faithful Android users and Cyanogen just comes by in the pickup trucks <laughs> and yup, yup in the back, you're going to come up to the big house. <laughs> Although I'm thinking a lot of people that bought it that didn't buy a pure device probably don't even know what Cyanogen mod is. So it's 
Yeah, and and to be fair, maybe the people who didn't buy Pure Device aren't terribly aware of the importance of updates anyway. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I, I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed, but I mean, I, I'm surprised by the number of friends that I have who are still rocking an iPhone 4S or an iPhone 5, nothing. Uh, it works great for them. They have not encountered a situation in which they ask it to do something and it fails to do that thing. Uh, when they see me use like a modern Android phone or the latest version of iOS, they're kind of surprised that I can do certain things, but it doesn't make them like their old phones any less. I've seen people who, with cracked screens, will keep us going for another year because <laughs> yeah. it still works. So, I mean, it, it's it's it, uh, uh, there's some level at which you don't want to say it, it's, it's sort of like what we're talking about with uh, with those AMOLED screens. Uh, it's uh, it's true that if you are kind of a purist, if you if you take a lot of pictures, you might you might prefer an LCD screen because the camera doesn't trick the the AMOLED screen will trick you into thinking that you've taken a picture that's more interesting than it actually is. When you get when you actually dump it into uh, into Photoshop or into your photo editor, you realize that oh man, that's not that's unsaturated. It's kind of clear. It's, it's unclear. It's kind of dull. Uh, whereas the AMOLED screen just gives it extra pop. So that's why a lot of snobby sort of people would say well that's why you know it's it adds it intensifies the colors it adds extra blacks and you have to say yes but people like intense colors people like deep rich blacks you're telling people (laughs) not to like the things that they like and so it's the same thing with this sort of situation you can't tell people no you don't you shouldn't be enjoying the phone that you enjoy because (laughs) it's not the same as my phone which is better than your phone it's missing software updates what are you doing i I meet so many people on a regular basis they're like oh so what do you do i'm like oh you know i've tried to sometimes i tell them in it but sometimes i give up i'm like you know i make apps they're like oh cool like check out my phone and every single time it's either cracked and laminated, that is super common, <laughs> or on the little settings badge or whatever, wherever your phone notifies you that there's updates. There's always updates pending because people, <laughs> a lot of people just ignore that. They're like, and I'm like, oh, have, do you know there's an update? And they're like, oh, I, I don't care. My phone works. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I press that button and it might not work. Like, why, why would I press that? You're like, okay, Russell, okay I'm, fair I'm, enough. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read for you a little dialogue box that is in the upper right corner of the screen that you're Skyping in on right now. It says, updates available. Do you want to install the updates now or try tonight? Install or later. And that's been up there for two or three weeks because <laughs> there, is, there is no point in which I'm sitting looking at the screen in which I'm free to stop everything and install an update. And the damn th- and, and again, the thing is, this computer that I use to uh, grab video files off of my DVR and do podcasts and nothing else does both of those things stable and perfect. <laughs> And the first time that I click on that stupid install button and I realize that, oh, turns out that the app that I use to transfer the video files doesn't work on this new version of the OS. And because it was last updated about three or four years ago, this app, the I can't I, m- I maybe can't send a box of cookies to the developer and ask him to update it for you for for uh, <laughs> for, for for El Capitan. Um, not only that, but um, as someone who works in Xcode a lot, like Apple's development tool, it infuriates me that iTunes is updating itself all the time. And when I go to press the little update button on iTunes, it's like, well, you have to close Xcode if you yeah. want to update this. I'm like, yeah. what? Why? You are never being updated again. Just just forget about it. <laughs> well, iTunes updates are the worst, especially like when yeah. you're on Windows and the QuickTime. Oh, so oh, that must be a special kind of hell, like it, it, iTunes on Windows. It is. I'm like, oh, just get yeah. out of here. <laughs> no, I will not update you. I don't even have an iPod anymore. <laughs> until yeah. uh, until the update notes saying the revision changes, 
we made it not suck for the first time since 2011. <laughs> That's that that will get me excited about a new version of iTunes. Yeah, I, I will close Xcode for 20 minutes when when I see those update notes. Guarantee. <laughs> and we want to thank everyone for listening to Material. Andy, where can people find you? You can find me at the Chicago Sun-Times, where I have uh, most of my columns, but uh, I'm also here, there, and everywhere. So if you follow me on Twitter, I'm at Anatko. Uh, I tend to post uh, links to pretty much everything I'm doing, writing, podcast, speaking, and that sort of stuff. If you're going to be in at New York Comic Con uh, this weekend and you see someone who looks shockingly like me or like my Twitter profile, by all means, come up and say hi, unless you're going to say something mean, at which case... Don't a mean person probably wouldn't say hi. They'd probably go right in with the mean stuff. So just follow your heart. <laughs> Do the right thing. Do the right thing. And Russell, where can people find you? Uh, probably the best place is Rusty Shelf on Twitter, or if you want to find out the stuff I do, and you can spell it shiftyjelly.com. Good luck. You know, that was really fun shipping stuff to Australia, and the title is Shifty Jelly. They're like, so the company name is Shifty <laughs> Jelly. And I was like, yes, please just, just ship it. <laughs> you, you, you try calling the bank when they ask you, you know, hey, what's what the company do you work for? You're like, oh, Shifty Jelly. And what, you're a director. Yes, sure you are. Sure you are. I believe you. I, I know. I, 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 I know it doesn't. It doesn't. The words don't start with the same letters, but it has the has the cadence of a release of Debian Linux. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Just needs Final a, candidate for Shifty Jelly. This one brings <laughs> now support for printing. If if only Ubuntu didn't have the rule where they had to have the same um, starting yeah. letter in both, I think we'd be a, a shoe in for you know Ubuntu fifteen. Shifty Shelly. Shifty Shelly. I like that. And I'm at Yasmin Avian <laughs> on Twitter. And you can find us on Twitter at, at Material Podcast. Email us feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at relay.fm forward slash material. Until next time, stay in material. In summary, I might be just a simple backwoods country lawyer, but even I can see that a fella that comes in from out of town and decides to steal the produce culled from the land by good hard-working farmers of this community, that a slap of the wrist is barely adequate to communicate the social bonds that keep us together. I leave it in you, the hands of you, the jury. Cue music. Woo! Everyone's dancing. <laughs>